Don't call me arrogant because what I, I'm saying is true. I'm not one of of the bottle. I'm a, I think I'm a special one. You don't seem that happy that you've won. More than you believe. More than you believe I'm happy. It's already sh So you have not to say uh, I saw it was sh So you can try to... Um, yeah, that would help in a game like this. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Oh, you know already before you ask, that's a sh question. I like that, that, is, that you still ask it. You don't have to, you don't have to. I'm so happy, believe me. I'm so happy, happy new year. Lions, they don't compare themselves with humans. Three for me and two for them. Respect, 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 man, respect, respect. What's up? What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Touchline Band. It is Friday. We are feeling good. We got a weekend of Premier League action to go. As always, baby, I am your host, Leo, a.k.a. the Gutsy Greek, and I am joined by my favorite co-host, who's once again bundled up in Cali. What's up, Ryan? What's going on, man? Excited for a big uh, weekend ahead. I think this is uh, the definition of a prove-it weekend, and I'm excited to see what happens because I think at the end of this weekend, you're going to see very clear-cut kind of the way the rest of the season is going to go. So I'm pumped. I'm juiced. Lots of bets that I love. Let's get after it. What? What about this weekend gets you excited about it? Because I was going to say this is actually a pretty lackluster slate. Uh. On paper, the games are, yes, I would agree to that, that they're lackluster. But like I said, I think it's a prove-it weekend. I think this is a weekend where we really see if uh, the teams that have been doing well are as good as they say they are, and the teams that are doing bad are they really a lost cause. For example, starting it off you know, with the first game on Saturday, you have Chelsea playing a West Ham team, and it's like Chelsea should be able to get this W. Yes, it's a London derby, but at the same time, they're just a better squad, but we haven't seen any signs of life from them. This is kind of one of those games where it's like, are we just riding them off for the rest of the year, or are they going to make a push for the second half? Uh, so I'm interested to see that. Arsenal, after a shock loss last week, it happens. Everybody drops points, obviously, but are they going to be able to come out and get a win as a heavy favorite at home against a Brentford side who is absolutely flying high, scoring goals. You know, it's going to show us, are Arsenal really going to be those elite title contenders that they've looked like so far this season? Or are they starting to hit a part of the road where maybe they've kind of reached their potential? I think it's very, very possible that we see Arsenal drop more points this weekend to Brentford. I think it's very possible that they kind of start a little mini, not collapse, but a mini run, a stretch of a few games where they're going to drop points with Brentford this week. They have City coming up you know could be a tough schedule then similarly you know a little bit further down the table obviously you have Spurs who looked you know I don't want to say great against Manchester City and a lot of things went their way but at the same time they did look solid are they going to be able to put in another performance and actually you know show that they're going to lock into that maybe top four race uh you know I see that Manchester United huge huge fight back from 2-0 down against Leeds but both those goals totally avoidable they absolutely fell asleep on both so are they going to get back to their winning ways because without Casemiro they look lost that's their biggest criticism and they're going to need to show that they are you know worthy of uh, the praise that they've been getting recently even without Casemiro and then finally you know on uh, Sunday you have Manchester City playing against Aston Villa this should be an absolute no-brainer easy win for them but 
a lot of games like that have been happening recently and we've seen them drop points. So, you know, I, I, I really see that. I think it's a weekend where on paper, you know, a lot of games should go ways that we think they should, but it's for the top half of the table. There's a lot of games here that mean a big deal and a lot of games that I'm specifically targeting because I have a feeling one way or another about whether teams really have it or they don't. Yeah. I mean, tough to argue with anything that you're saying right there. I'm a little nervous about that Manchester City game, but we'll talk about it afterward. We're going to break down the entire slate. We got a bunch of stuff here. We're going to talk about our best bets. We got a fun little segment talking about fantasy lineups for you guys because DFS is a real thing. Uh, I love my FanDuel lineup. Brian, I know you love your DK lineup, but more importantly, we're going to start a little segment that is going to be the start bench cut. I'm very excited for that because I can guarantee you we're going to have heated arguments, and I can already think of one that we're going to be having very shortly. Uh, But listen, let's go ahead. Let's start off 7.30 a.m. Saturday morning. Obviously, my favorite window because everybody's still relaxing, still waiting to get their coffee. It's a perfect time slot for me. Okay. Uh, West Ham, Chelsea. I'm looking at this one. Chelsea at plus money. This is a no-brainer. While I love West Ham and, like, I love their little story. They have been trashed this year. They're battling relegation right now. Again, we talked about it last week. Another must-win for Chelsea. They didn't have the continuity you would have expected last week. I'm expecting something different this week with another week of training. Uh, Hopefully, Graham Potter has figured it out. That's what I'm rolling with here. Give me Chelsea on the money line. Fair enough. I can absolutely see where you're coming from in that regard. I think that it's definitely, uh, you know, Chelsea's talent outweighs West Ham in a huge, huge capacity. But I haven't seen anything from Chelsea that inspires me. I think that both teams are struggling. I think that both teams have, uh, you know, the ability to spark to life and and come out and show it. But again, all the pressures on Chelsea, the pressure from West Ham for West Ham is just in trying to stay up. So I think that they're going to relish in the fact that they have their, you know, crosstown rivals coming in and uh, could possibly get a result against them. In this game, the only thing I like is the under two and a half. I just... Again, you're not seeing too much from either side in the way of free scoring. Chelsea just need to show it to me. I don't really like this game. It's probably going to be one that I don't watch and, you know, maybe look at the highlights later if something exciting happens. But give me the under two and a half. How often do you wake up for a 4.30 a.m. start time in Cali? Uh, Only if it's a game that I have a lot of money on or if it's Manchester United, um, just because there's so many great uh, accounts out there that do full game recaps that aren't just the highlights of goals, but are, you know, the actual full game highlights. So I can watch a condensed 30 minute version of it um, after the fact, but there's so many other games on that I'll be able to watch. Uh, it's rare that I would get up that early unless, you know, baby's awake or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's always blaming the baby. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm not there yet, but uh, Arsenal Brentford, you're taking Brentford to steal some points. I'm not getting fancy with this. I'm actually going to take the over. I think the mm-hmm. over is a beautiful play. Brentford free-flowing. Ivan Tony has been an absolute monster this year. It's a damn shame that he was gambling on games because we'd probably be talking about him a little bit more. Can't believe he's still playing. But the dude knows how to score goals. Brentford has been awesome coming forward. Arsenal will obviously nick their own. Um, I can see Arsenal dropping points, but I can also see a really angry Arsenal team that goes up and puts three in the first half. I mean, I couldn't agree more. Like I said, it, I, I'm not sure one way or the other which way this will go. I just mean this is a prove-it game. It's very much a situation where I think Arsenal need to show not just 
their supporters that they have this fight in them, but also the rest of the league so that, you know, you don't have City and even United to a certain extent and Newcastle chomping at the bit to get after them. They need to show that they can win big games. This is a big game, even though it's Brentford, it is a big game. Brentford are extremely good. My bet in this game is Arsenal plus a half goal and both teams to score. You parlay those two together for plus 120. I think we see both teams score in this game. I am much, much more on the side of Arsenal in terms of the actual winning capability. Uh, but fact that I can see this ending in a 2-2 draw, absolutely. So give me the safety of that double chance uh, plus the both teams to score at plus one, plus money. Dig it. Dig it a lot right there. Next game is a game I couldn't care less. It's probably my least favorite team in the Premier League, Brighton Crystal Palace. Part of me wants to take the under, but honestly, I see zero betting value here. I don't know why anybody would bet this game. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with you. I think it's one of those things where no matter what the result is, you would not be surprised in any capacity. So I'm definitely uh, on the side of passing this one and uh, we'll just see the score after the fact. But if there was something I was going to take, I would take both teams to score. But again, that is just a uh, a fool's errand because I do not think we're going to see much in the way of a free scoring game here. I just am completely passing. There you go. Fulham against the criminals here. You know, I have to go against the criminals. Can't stand Nottingham Forest. If I'm being honest, I actually kind of like what they did in the, uh, in the transfer window. They mm -hmm. definitely got better. They addressed some of their issues, but at the end of the day, they're criminals. They're run by a criminal, run by a drug lord. Uh, Marinaki, you are a horrible human being that deserves to be relegated, so let's go Fulham. Hopefully Mitrovic shoves it down your throat. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I would argue that as a person not as uh, emotionally invested in the downfall of Forrest, um, you know, to to actually bet money on something like just wanting to see a team lose is a fool's errand because I used to do that a lot for City and Liverpool and lost a lot. But in general, I think that you have two teams in opposite directions here. Forrest is showing that they have a bit more life uh, than we thought. Meanwhile, Fulham's kind of come off the boil a little bit. They've failed to score in their last few. Um, you know, they scored one against Sunderland in the FA Cup. That's never too exciting. But nil-nil draw against Chelsea. Didn't score against Spurs. Didn't score against Newcastle. Granted, those are much, much better sides than Forrest. Um, but I can see Forrest being able to keep it close here. If nothing else, I think it's going to be tight. So give me the under all day on this. Uh, the fact that it's at two and a half still surprises me. I think that we see a snooze fest here, a very, very tight Forrest. And um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you one way or the other who wins this, but I don't think we see many goals. Killer Navas still looks like Killer Navas, by the way. He does. I mean, it's incredible. Forrest just have the ability to get incredible keepers. I'm going to tell you the fact that Marinaki went and signed Kaylor Navas rubbed me the wrong way more than mm. you could ever imagine because like Marinaki while I would love to disown him he is of Greek descent um so like I kind of have to just follow his stuff now everybody remembers that the one time Greece had a real chance in the World Cup it was Kaylor Navas with one of the greatest goalkeeping performances I've ever seen in the World Cup where he was unstoppable and he eliminates us single-handedly for him to go sign Kaylor Navas, just like, I hate you. I hate you. Like, I, mm -hmm. oh, oh, I hate this guy. I wish he could have been on that boat when it drowned. That's the worst. <laughs> guy's the worst, dude. Yikes. He should have drowned with the captain. If people don't know what I'm talking about, go back and listen to episode three. I go on an entire rant toward the end of the episode. It's 
It's an excellent listen. Um, if you're sensitive, you probably shouldn't. That being said, Lesser, Tottenham. I'm all over Tottenham here. Uh, I think they actually looked pretty good against us. While I think the referee hosed us and there was a reason why a lot of calls went against us, they actually had some life. Um, you're going to see in my DFS lineup, I have a few of these guys to score. Um, I'm looking at Hyungsung Min, too. It's a matter mm-hmm. of time before this gets, gets going. And if we're yep. being honest, this Leicester team is just not good. Like, there's no real talented players that get me excited on this team. So I'm going to take Tottenham to win this game at plus 113 right now. And I'm going to go with uh, Hyungsung Min to get a goal at plus 200. Oh, wow. I like that. Um, Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say, again, this is a situation where you look at two teams that are kind of finding themselves a little bit. I mean, they have a very similar last five games in the sense of, you know, wins and losses. Uh, Tottenham on a three-game win streak, obviously, including the FA Cup win against Preston. Uh, You know, they've been scoring pretty regularly. And then similarly, you have Aston Villa, or excuse me, Aston Villa, Leicester City with a great come from behind win against Aston Villa, uh, won their last two, got a 2-2 draw against Brighton, obviously the loss against Forest and Newcastle um, back in early January, but seeing the fight against Aston Villa, which isn't a great team, but still being able to get four goals, I do like that. The thing that I'm really looking at in this game, though, is goals. I think that we've seen a lot from... Uh, excuse me. I think we've seen a lot from Spurs in the ability to kind of get forward. I think the books are expecting that with that two and three quarters line. But if you look at the last four games between these two uh, in the last two seasons, we have a 4-2, Those are pretty big numbers. All four of those games are seeing Spurs come away with the win. So I'm going to do one here and not just on the money line, which I do think is a great price, but you know, I'm always value hunting. Uh, I'm going to take Spurs and over one and a half goals in the match. Um, I'm not confident enough to say Spurs minus one is the play. So uh, I I think that it could be a two, one game uh, may end two nil, but I like that Spurs plus over one and a half at plus one fifty. And it's interesting. You mentioned some talk about him later. Oh, that means he may be in some fantasy lineups. <laughs> I can tell you who's not going to be in any of my fantasy lineups. Any forward from Southampton, they're going against Wolves. They're playing at home. I hate the Southampton team. I really hope they get relegated. They have been so poor moving forward. I couldn't believe my eyes when I saw Wolves to keep a clean sheet. It was at plus 175 here. That is my best bet of this weekend uh, for value reasons, for confidence reasons. I love what Wolves did. Uh at the deadline, you do as well. Jose Sawell, he's a former Olympiacos player. I mean, he got out of there, so he's kind of gotten rid of that little rat label that I like to give them. But mm. he's a phenomenal goalie. He really, really is. He rarely makes any big mistakes. Southampton just don't have anything coming forward. I mean, that game against Brentford, they had no real chances. The game against Southampton where they end up scoring one, they scored one by accident. It was only because Newcastle turned it off for a quick second. Um And honestly, their Premier League games, they have not been able to create anything, anything Mm. at all. They're one of the lowest scoring teams in the league. They only have 17 goals in 21 games. And then you have Wolves who are always stable defensively. I know that they've let up a couple high totals. Um, But yeah, I'm all over Wolves to keep a clean sheet here at plus 175. 
I love that. And I'm going to take it one step further. I actually have three different bets on this game and they're all Wolves um, bets, but I'm going to be taking Wolves to win to nil. That's plus 300, just a half unit on that. But I do love that. I mean, I love what I saw against Liverpool and the way that they scored. They scored both from open play, uh, some set piece related goals, but also just the way that they handled the Liverpool uh, strikers was very much something that's encouraging because it wasn't like Liverpool just got unlucky, hit the post a bunch or anything like that. Wolves played a very good game. I think with their new signings that we brought in that we've talked about before, that's definitely giving them a bounce. So I love that at plus 300 Wolves to win to nil. Um, just a half unit on that. I'm going to put another half unit on the Wolves team total over one and a half. Uh, it's plus 173. Again, like you mentioned, Southampton's defense is just very leaky at the back. The way that Wolves get forward is they break. Southampton are going to push guys forward, trying to get points. I can see that. And then finally, a full unit. I'm going to put it on Wolves PK. Uh, that's at minus 125. Just a great price for a team that is definitely, in my opinion, far, far in better form, has uh, the ability and the coaching to get them over the line here. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Uh, the twelve thirty game on Saturday is going to be Newcastle, Bournemouth, Newcastle traveling over to the Cherries. Newcastle mm -hmm. currently in fourth. They're looking to hold on to this thing. I have no reason to believe that they won't. Um, I don't see a lot of value in this money line, though, so I'm actually going to get a little fancy here. Uh, I'm going to take some goal scorers. I think first one for me has to be Cullen Wilson at plus 120. I think it's great value there. And then if Alain Saint-Maximin is a starter, him at plus 250, I think it's phenomenal value. I think he's going to go on a tear in the second half of the season, try raise his price, try make himself some more money. Again, it's a big if, if he's going to start, if he's going to be emotionally invested. Um, but if he is, I think this is a real opportunity for him to come out and tear it up. But uh, I love Cullen Wilson at plus money here to get a goal. I think it's a no-brainer. Fair enough. I mean, I can absolutely get on board with that. I personally love Newcastle in this spot um, for a couple of reasons. One, because obviously their defensive ability, you just can't deny that. But where they've been struggling is scoring. And there's no better medicine than coming up against a Bournemouth side who are just giving away goals ad math. And on mass, excuse me. Um, I like Newcastle here. I have them two ways. Uh, I'm going to be taking Newcastle minus one. You can get that at even money. Uh, I think that's a very fair price. I think that if you wanted to look at Newcastle's team total over one and a half, I think that's solid as well. But I just do not see Newcastle giving up born, uh, giving a goal away to Bournemouth. Um, I was also looking at Newcastle to win to nil. That's plus 140, but I don't think that's good enough. I'd rather take the minus one. And another thing that I do have as well is a kind of top four parlay, just a two-leg parlay, but it's Newcastle and Manchester United on the money line. Parlay those two together for plus 200. Ooh, let's talk about the United game then. Uh, obviously, yeah. you guys just played Leeds on Wednesday. You get to play them again today. Uh, excuse me, you get to play them again on Sunday. I think this is the most ridiculous scheduling I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, I think it's a massive jip to Manchester United. How confident are you? How do you feel? Um, yeah, it's it's tough because obviously it's a derby. and But the thing that I love most, and again, I'm entirely fettered by the fact that I am a fan. I understand that, you know, I have a lot of bias in that regard. But the thing that I love is that we gave away two very, very cheap goals. I mean, just fell asleep at the beginning of both halves and we're down two nil out of, you know, nothing. I mean, really, it was very, very fast. And the fight back, I think the fact that United looked like they were going to actually go out and win it as well. I mean, you look at the shots on goal, you look at 
you know, the way the team was playing, I absolutely loved it. And also, I think, if anything, they'll feel as though they know they dropped points there because they weren't ready. They came out sluggish. They're going to come out with such a fire. I think Ten Hog is going to get into them this entire week and really, you know, give them the business, show them why. And also, they need to prove that they're good enough without Casemiro. I think this is a huge game for Manchester United, making a statement that they're a good enough team, uh, even without Casemiro, that they can take care of the teams that they should, like Leeds. But Ellen Road is a very, very tough place to go and play. I think this game has goals written all over it. Uh, I love Manchester United, like I said. I'm taking them in that parlay with Newcastle. Um, but I also think that this is a game where the real the real solid bet here, the real play is going to be Manchester United's team total over one and a half, minus 125. Uh, that is something I've already locked in as well. And then another thing that... You know, at, at one point, you just need to embrace it. You need to be part of it. Marcus Rashford to score a goal um, is even money. I've taken that. I think that Marcus Rashford is just in incredible form. It's something that you can't deny when you watch uh, the way that he plays and the way that United play. And I've taken it a little bit further. Him to score a goal and to have uh, two shots on target, parlay those together for plus 183. But I just think this is a spot where I'm taking the ability of Ten Hag to get his players ready in the right mindset. I think they're galvanized coming off, saving a point against Leeds at home. They're going to come out here, all guns blazing. My play on this game is actually going to depend on the Arsenal game. So if Arsenal come out and win their game against Brentford, I think it kind of deflates Manchester United because I think Manchester United genuinely believe that they have a chance to make a run at this, right? Like they don't think Arsenal can actually hold on. I don't know if you're getting that vibe. I've been getting that vibe from their fan base, from their players, like the way that they fought back and then were disappointed that it finished 2-2 showed me that the team is moving in the right direction. If Arsenal find a way to drop points against Brentford, I think United are going to be rejuvenized. They're going to be ready to go. They're going to say, you know what? Time to put some pressure on these dudes. We can cut this gap here a little bit more. I think they come out ready to fire. I think they win the game. If Arsenal beat Brentford, then they're going to be like, all right, we're double digits back. We kind of got to focus on being top four. Like, I think it's going to be a bit of a letdown spot, and I'll take hmm. lead plus the half a goal. I can definitely see where you're coming from. However, as a United fan, I think thinking about the title is a fool's errand right now because a lot would have to happen for us to catch up, even if Arsenal lose outright or if they draw and drop a couple of points. But I think Ten Hag is the type of manager, and you see it in his pressers, you see it when he talks about where the club is headed. He knows we're not there yet. He doesn't expect us to win the league, and I know that's just saying the right things, but I really genuinely believe that for him, it's about putting in performances every single day. You have to take care of business against Leeds before you can even think about Arsenal, before you can even think about the title, and because we are eight points back, because you know we just dropped points to Leeds when we were riding high, and we're like, oh, we're in this title race, and then immediately drop points what that says to me as a fan what i think that says to ten hog and what he's telling them in the locker room is that you need to stop thinking about things that don't exist yet if we get into the title race if we're there at the end of the season then we can talk about it but right now we got 16 games to make sure that we're in Europe next year. We got 16 games to get our squad in a place where people fear us, where people think that we are one of the elites in the Prem again, you know, not just riding this momentum. We need to really show something and it's got to start this weekend and it's got to start against teams that we should on paper be beating. 
Yeah, I mean, on paper, Manchester City should beat Austin Villa, but that doesn't mean I have any confidence in this game. What? What nah, a fucking transition. Oh, my goodness. What a transition that was. Well done, pro sir. Move. Pro move right there, right? Wow. Yeah, that was smooth as shit. All right, mm-hmm. Manchester City, Austin Villa. I have no idea what to expect from this game. Uh, I think we learned a lot about Manchester City, and I don't think it's going to be great things. Uh, I don't know how they could possibly be motivated right now. I mean, yeah. you're looking at it. They should win the title, assuming that the other allegations and that stuff don't come out on Monday. Manchester City should win this title still. Uh, that being said, who knows if a point deduction is coming? Who knows what's going to happen with Pep Guardiola, who is now minus 200 to leave the team after the season? Mm-hmm. Um, who knows who's going to be starting? Because apparently we don't want to start Kevin De Bruyne on big games these days. Um I don't know how anybody in the world puts their money on Manchester City this week. I will be thrilled to see them come out and light up Aston Villa for five like they should because Aston Villa's defense has been mind-numbingly bad. Um, I have no idea what to expect. Don't bet this. Can't recommend staying away more. Can't, can't recommend it. Fair enough. I mean, I can definitely uh, understand where you're coming from. And to be fair, there is no side in this game that's going to get my money. And, uh, you know, that's that's okay. The only thing I have is like a ridiculous lotto parlay, uh, just because I do think that this game is going to be very back and forth because Villa, they just no matter what, it doesn't matter whether they're five goals down or five goals ahead, they can't help but go for it. Uh, and City just need to show some life. I mean, they absolutely have to. Something I'm targeting, you look at the Spurs game, we talked about this, Erling Holland didn't have a single touch in the Spurs box. I think they're going to be force-feeding him all game. Uh, obviously, he's always priced ridiculously to score a goal, but two goals is plus 200. That's something I'm looking at, and a lotto parlay that I have already just placed a tiny sprinkle on is Holland to have two goals and Matty Cash to have a card. Uh, he loves to go down the wings, loses the ball, and pulls guys back. That's just uh, you know the cap on it, and at plus 275, you parlay that with Holland's two goals. That's plus 1025, uh, just a tiny sprinkle, but... I could easily see this game being, you know, some kind of 4-2 win for City where Holland does a hat trick and there's cards all over the place. Uh, Yeah, cards all over the place for sure. Um, The only thing I kind of sort of looked at in this game, just because of his performance last game, possibly Jack Grealish to score. I mean, Grealish Mm. was really, really good. Get him at plus 250. Might be worth a dabble, but honestly, who knows if he starts? I mean, he played well, so Pep probably just gonna bench him. I yeah. mean, we can't we can't have players that are in form. That's ridiculous. Players that can feed Holland. We we don't want that. We don't want that in big games. I I really think yeah. that this is a massive game for Manchester City because this is the point where we show what we're made of. We either show that hey, we're united, we're Manchester City, like we are not going down like this. Screw your allegations, we're still coming for the Premier League title. Or we're going to lay down and die and wait to get transferred out at the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, 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 it's very tough. I think you're in a very tough position as a club because you are just kind of waiting in that limbo to see what happens. Um, but more on the you realish point. You, Pardon? Sorry. Did you hear Pep? Did you hear what Pep said? Yeah, he came out and said he backs the club and all of that. He backs the club and then denies. He's like, this is completely untrue. And I was just like, yeah. wow. Not not a good look, I won't lie. 
ballsy move right there. I mean, listen, I'm the biggest Manchester City Bobo that there is. I'll deny till I die. I have no problem with it. Rule number one, baby. Deny, deny, deny. We all know that we did it. Yeah. Why are you denying it, Pep? You look ridiculous. Yeah, I doesn't look good. We cheated. <laughs> it's okay. I think it's a ridiculous rule, and I have no problem with the cheating whatsoever. But we cheated. Don't lie, Pep. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. A lot a lot is still to come. Again, you and I have talked about it ad nauseum. Don't need to again, but I don't think anything will happen. But more on Jack Grealish. I don't think he starts this game because, like you said, for some dumbass reason. But if he does, I think I like better than for him to get a goal because a lot of his shots are fluff shots. They're, you know, in traffic, bounce around a lot and, you know, essentially become easy saves. But he's plus money, plus 127 to have one shot on target. Now he averages just under, but again, a lot of his shots are fluff shots. They're through legs, you know, they're just toe pokes and stuff. So I like the fact that you can get plus 127 just to have a shot on target. Uh, that's what I'm going to be taking in regards to Jack Grealish. There you go. Solid play right there. Uh, Monday game. Obviously, we're going to have a Monday episode, but we want to get the play out to you before it starts. Liverpool, Everton, really interesting that Liverpool is only minus 185 in this game. Um I gotta be honest, at that price, I have to take Liverpool just on sheer principle because of how bad Everton have been. I know Everton looked great in their win against Arsenal. They looked passionate. They looked ready to go. That's great. You got your new manager bump there, but now what do you do the second game, right? That's really yep. the key of it, and you have to go into Anfield. It's going to be a night game. We know what happens at Anfield in the night game. I mean, it's really hard to bet against Liverpool there. Uh, so slightly in toward that money line, only take it if you had a good weekend. Yeah, I can definitely see where you're coming from, but I'm going to be on the complete other side of this. I think this is a spot where again, Everton is coming off, you know, a game where they did something nobody expected them to do. So they have that positivity, but it's the way they went about it. That inspires me. It's the fact that they sat in that low block, like we talked about last week. But when you look at Liverpool, they're, biggest problem is getting through a low block because they score all their goals mainly from open play so if you have an extremely solid defense they're going to struggle to break through and then when you look at who's breaking through darwin nunez cody gapko they're not guys that instill much uh, confidence in the way of scoring so while i agree with you uh you know anfield at night is kind of a tough place to go play but merseyside derby all the pressures on liverpool everybody's looking at them saying you're garbage it wouldn't surprise anyone if you know everton lost so there's no pressure on them i like them plus a goal at even money i think that this could be gross this could be again like a one nil set piece goal win for everton or win for liverpool could go either way for me i don't think there's going to be a blowout you know liverpool just aren't they're not playing well and i don't want to bet on a team that isn't playing well at minus 200 you give me a full goal i'll take it on everton all right there we go that pretty much wraps up the entire premier league doesn't wrap up the episode though because we got some fancy new segments coming in i'm ready to go for this uh what are you feeling you want to go start bench cut or you want to go yeah let's do that first for this weekend wait is it just for this weekend just for this weekend Ooh, that's it i'll go first if you need if you need uh help thinking about that not balmy blazer all right just for this weekend start bench cut gonna look at sun young min gonna look at buyako saka and going to be looking at i know you're, you're you're gonna be upset about this one but we're also gonna be looking at 
Marcus Rashford. Oh, oh. All right. Traditionally, those are all considered, you know, wingers. Um, that's the only reason I put them in a group together. Yes, Marcus Rashford has been playing as a, uh, you know, striker as well, You're but they're all wingers. You're not going to be happy about this. I'm going to start Saka. Okay. I'm going to bench Son, and I'm cutting Rashi. Okay. I'm going to start. What's your reasoning behind that? I am cutting Rashi because I think Rashi has the possibility to have a good game. But, again, I'm worried about the deflation factor. If Arsenal have to win, I think Saka will have his way with that Brentford defense the entire game. I think he'll be able to move and do whatever he wants. And the Son one against Leicester, I just haven't seen anything from Leicester that shows me that they're going to give a damn in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm expecting him to really have his way. And, honestly, that guy's way too talented not to have a breakout game at some point. So yeah. I'm going with that one. And I just – Rashi's got to come back to earth at some point. This might be the game. Fair. There. I mean, I would go almost completely the opposite. I'd start Rashford because he's <laughs> the hottest player in the Prem right now, whatever. Uh, I'd bench Saka because of the fact that, you know, he and Martinelli combined have 25 goal involvements. Marcus Rashford has that by himself. Um, and but I do think that there's going to be a lot of free scoring in that game. And then I cut Son because kind of like you said, you're banking on someone to show up that hasn't really yet. Uh, and it's against a Leicester side that you know, Harry Kane could have a hat trick or it could be a one-one drop. I don't know. I'm more willing to bet on a team that I think will definitely score in Arsenal and Manchester United, but I just have to go with the hottest player on the planet right now. Yeah. He'll come back to Earth. <laughs> I hope not. Talk to me. What's the next one? All right. So this one's a little bit more uh, you know, looking down the line, but I do like the fact that there's quite a lot of players uh, this week that, you know, they, they have something to prove. Um, and I think it's definitely a situation where you have guys that should be good and guys that, you know, maybe, maybe have a little bit <laughs> of a way to go. So this is going to be a pretty straightforward one. Uh, Odegaard, obviously fantastic talent. Uh, Marcel Sabitzer or Murdoch. With Chelsea. Ooh. I mean, you have to start Odegaard here. You gotta cut Mudrik because I think the hype on him has been through the roof. And from what we saw out of him last game was not impressive in the slightest. I mean, him getting replaced tells you everything you need to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick hook for him. He did absolutely nothing in that game. Had no shots, no um, no chances created, nothing. Um, and then Marcel Sabitzer had a decent enough first game. He's looked okay. I'm a fan of his play. I think he's the type of guy you know what you're going to get. I think his worst game is going to be a C and his best game is going to be a B plus. I'm happy to go with the consistency there. I'm going to go with Sabitzer uh, to bench him, and I'm going to start Odegaard and get rid of Mudrik. I love that. That's exactly how I would have played it. So we're in complete alignment. No need to go further. I got one more for you. This one's uh, my favorite because it's a little spicy. Oh, I love all the way behind the back line. This is going to be a goalkeeper start bench cut. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I mean, Aaron Ramsdale, Julio Saw, or David De Gea. I love De Gea. I love De Gea. I've had arguments with Let me him. let me replace De Gea. Actually no, keep that. Keep that. Okay. 
I'm getting rid of Aaron Ramsdale. I think he's played out of his mind. I don't think the guy's very good. I think he gets way too much credit. Um, his back line has been awesome since he took over the starting role. I'm getting rid of him with a smile on my face. Jose Sa. Um, again, while I still think he's a rat for playing for Olympiacos and he'll never get rid of that rat label for me, he's a really good goalie. I enjoy what he's done. Um and he just doesn't make mistakes, so I'm wrong with that. But number one is David De Gea. Any United fan that wanted Dean Henderson, uh, yeah, how's that working out, guys? How's that working out? Shout out to uh, my friend Sam. Sam is a peach. Uh, she's on Twitter, and she was dead wrong about that. And... Here we go. I mean, I definitely uh, think that if you're looking exclusively at this weekend, it's a really interesting call because obviously my fandom, I love Davey Saves. I think he's incredible. One of the best keepers in the world for the last, you know, decade. But I don't like Ramsdale. Easy cut for me. But when you look at Julio Sa, not only is he being fantastic right now, but he's coming up against the Southampton side that I just don't know if they're going to even score. Whereas you look at Leeds and it's like United may score 10 against Leeds, but the idea that Leeds get shut out is pretty tough because of the way they play. So it's an interesting one for me this weekend and uh, we'll definitely get to that in DFS as well. But yeah, it was, a, it was a tough call for me. There we go. All right. I'm going to give you one. Let me give you a start bench cut right here. Ready? Yep. Goldies. I like the goldies. Uh, let's start off with Jordan Pickford. Mm-hmm. We'll go Dean Henderson, mm -hmm. Nick Pope. And who? Nick Pope. All right, so I'm cutting – this is ridiculous. I'm cutting Jordan Pickford because I absolutely fucking hate Jordan Pickford. How I think that you he's hate so, Pickford? I think he's so overrated, and he makes such questionable decisions. It's just – he's, he's the epitome of England's goalkeeper. I mean, you look at the last decade of English goalkeepers to play for the national team and they're fantastic. And then they get into the England side and it's like they forget how to play goalie. I mean, he has like one incredible save a game, which is great, but he also has one complete blunder game. And most of the time that turns into a goal. I mean, look where Everton is and then tell me that he's incredible. I do like Nick Pope a lot. I think that he has a very, very strong case for being the England's starting keeper. And obviously I like Dean Henderson, um, but I think that at the minute he's obviously out of favor. So I'm going to start Nick Pope, uh, bench Jordan Pickford and cut Dean Henderson just because he's not playing. I mean, you know, he's, he's out of the team. So overrated. I'm so happy that he's out. Um, all right, that was kind of an impromptu one for me. I like it. I feel really good about my DFS lineup. I put it together, and I was really surprised I was able to budget all this in. Uh, we have a bunch of players that we've already talked about. Mm. I'm excited about this. Let me just pull it on up. All right, goalkeepers. I think this is a really good one here. Nice little bargain. I'm going Fraser Foster. Uh, that guy's been solid nonstop. He makes a bunch of good saves. He's mm -hmm. another guy. He's kind of like Jose Sa. He's not going to screw it up. If the ball's aimed at him and he can reach it, he's going to stop it. He's good enough with positioning. Again, you're talking about a lackluster uh, yeah. Leicester team that almost couldn't score against Walsall in the FA Cup. So I feel like that's a good play right there for $11. Now, in defense, my general strategy, I like to go a little bit cheaper in defense. Yeah. Um, 
So defense, I'm going Nelson Semiedo coming down the right wing. He's been creating a bunch of chances in Alfandel. I mean, he's putting up some halfway decent numbers for the price. His last four games, he's put up 16.7, 13, 19.3, 13.4. Again, a lot of block shots, a lot of chances created, a bunch of clearances. He's been very, very solid over the last four games. I think that's a really good buy. And then Mm -hmm. I'm going to take Velt Face for Leicester just because I think they're going to be under siege the entire game. And this is another guy. He's capable of putting up good numbers. He's the main center back there. Um, He is going to have to clear a ton of balls. He's not afraid to block any shots. I mean, he had three block shots last week against Austin Villa. Uh, He knows how to intercept the ball. And sometimes he's a target on a set piece too. So he might accidentally get a shot on goal. I feel like that's a really good play. And then forwards and midfields, it's fairly simple. It's the two teams that I've been talking about this entire time, Newcastle and Tottenham. Uh, For Newcastle, I'm going to take Colin Wilson and Alain Saint-Maximin because, again, if Saint-Maximin starts, that means he's going to be invested. That means he's been working hard for Eddie Howe. And when that guy's ready to go, he's electric. He can make things happen. I expect good things out of him, and I'm also going to take him plus – uh, plus 250 to score a goal. I think Cullen Wilson, he's a guy kind of like what you talked about with Holland. He's going to be a guy that is going to be force fed the ball. I really like Cullen Wilson. He's a little expensive at $21, but I can also see him nicking two goals here, having a bunch of shots on goal, having a big time game uh, for Tottenham. I'm leaving Harry Kane out of this. I have no Harry Kane in this lineup. I got Son Min $17. That is the Bargain of the weekend on FanDuel. I love him in that spot, plus 200 to score a goal. And then a guy that none of us ever talk about, but he's probably the engine that makes Tottenham go. I got Kulishevsky here. I mean, you got him at $15. Sure, he had he had a bad game against Manchester City, only 2.6 points. But this guy has shown some serious ability to put up points. Outside of that game, I mean, he had one, two, three, four, five, six. He had six straight games where he was over 15 points. I mean, he's been incredibly consistent. The engine that makes things go. And again, against a bad Leicester defense, I think he's going to have some room to make things happen. Chances created, assists, goals, everything's on the line there. That is my FanDuel lineup of the week. Hell yeah. I like a lot of that. Uh, So my approach is somewhat similar in the sense that I'm stacking games that I think are going to have goals in them. Uh, This is a Saturday-only stack on DK um this is going to be in a single entry so keep that in mind as well you know obviously doing plenty of other uh multi-entry stuff but this is a single entry contest and what i'm really targeting is not only games where i think there's going to be a lot of goals but people who have a lot of goal involvement so not just scorers but also people assisting um so starting up at up top i'm taking sun young min we talked about him Maybe this is the game he shows up. Maybe it isn't, but the guy always has shots on goal, whether he's feeding Harry Kane or taking the shots himself. I'm excited about that. And like you said, even on DK, absolutely incredible price for a guy you know is going to be involved the entire time at only $8,100. That's incredible. He is the guy leading my forwards. And then right behind him, you know, I think Wolves have a great shot to repeat a lot of what they did last week. So I'm stacking Wolves in this one, starting it off with uh, the big man, Adama Traore. Sure, he has no left foot. Sure, he's kind of just a bully down that right side, and maybe you'll get a shot off, maybe won't. But the fact that he is involved and so cheap, it saves me a lot of money elsewhere, and I do think Wolves are going to be going forward a lot. So at 6000 he's my other forward. Moving to my midfield, it's just one team. It's stacking Arsenal. And it's because I do think Brentford score here. 
I think Arsenal score more. And you're going to give me Buyako Saka at 8,800 and Martin Odegaard at $6,700 as my midfield. I wouldn't be surprised in any capacity to see Odegaard assist Saka on a goal and the other way around. I wouldn't be surprised to see Saka assist Martinelli with a goal. I wouldn't be surprised to see Martin Odegaard get a goal himself. So the fact that you have two such dynamic players for one team uh, and a team that I think is going to put up minimum two goals, give me that. My defense, again, going back to Wolves, I think Southampton is not going to score. It wouldn't surprise me if they, you know, I already bet it, the win to nil for Wolves. I'm taking Craig Dawson, one, because he gets in tackles, so you're going to get points that way, but also the fact that set pieces, he's always up there in the mix, could get his head to one, um, put it into the back of the net. I like that. And then going back to uh, Spurs, I'm taking Eric Dyer, and there's a very specific reason I absolutely love taking defenders that take free kicks. Eric Dyer does that. Um, he also is up there for all the set pieces. That's going to be great. And the fact that he's kind of more of a wingback, uh, he loves to go forward. You have the opportunity to maybe snatch an assist or a goal. And then uh, my goalkeeper, Julio Sa, Wolves. Wouldn't surprise me if they had a shutout. That's that's all there is to it. He may not have a lot of saves, but not going to be a lot of Southampton goals. And finally, my utility player, 7,500. Uh, it's how I'm going back on the stack with Arsenal, Ivan Tony. I mean, if Brentford are going to get one, he's going to be involved. Whether he scores it or assists it, you can't deny how incredible he's been this year. Arsenal leaks goals at home. Give me that. That's my DFS single entry lineup for the Saturday only. I love it. And just for those of you that are ready to lock that in, I can't blame you. Um, it's Jose Sa. My yeah. Not Jose Sa. There's no Julio. Julio Jones. No. Just, I think Julio just retired. Yeah, sorry. Joe Sesa. Come on, Stan. Come on. Gotta be better, bro. Yeah. Uh, no, I actually really like the lineup. I think both of us are going to have some success. I think next week we should do a little head-to-head and, you know. Ooh, yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, next week we're going to do a little head-to-head against each other. If y'all could leave some suggestions of what the bet should be in the comment section, that'd be dope. Uh what else we got going on this week? That's pretty much all we got, right? Yeah, we just got to do best bets in our uh, parlay of the week, and that's it. Best bets. This one is simple for me. I'm going to lead it off for you. I am going with Wolves to keep a clean sheet. It's one of my favorites. It's going to tickle my twine every time. Southampton suck. Give me Wolves to keep a clean sheet at plus 175. All right. I love that. I love that. And uh, mine is going to be kind of an opposite style bet, but mine's going to be Arsenal on that double chance and both teams to score at plus 120. I just think Arsenal are going to be too much for Brentford, but I do think Brentford get one. So having that safety of the double chance really, uh, really makes me confident in this play. That's going to be my best bet. And then I'll just start off, um, you know, with my parlay of the week. This one's going to be, uh, a little bit, I don't want to say complicated, but it's a myriad of bets. It's going to be, oh, sorry, something went down my, wrong. Anyway, it's going to be, uh, my parlay of the week is going to be Manchester United, team total over one and a half. I'm taking that, <coughs> pardon me. I'm going to be taking Spurs on the money line, and I'm going to be taking Newcastle minus the one. You parlay those three together. It is plus 630. Boom. I like it. I'm going to top you right here. Mine is going to be plus 700. Give me Chelsea on the money line. Chelsea, you got to win. Don't screw it up again. Brentford, Arsenal, over two and a half. Rolling with that bad boy. And then the final one is going to be Wolves at a pick. Sign me up, baby. You can get it plus 700. Damn, there you go. 
Boom. Love it, baby. Cash money. That's what we're doing. We're handing out here on the Touchline Band. Please go follow us on TikTok. Um, that was very smooth. Mm-hmm. Doesn't look as cool with my background, but it's cool, bro. It's cool. No worries. All right, everybody, make sure you guys come back on Monday on the Touchline Band. We are going to be talking about everything that happened over the weekend, how right we were, how wrong we were. It's going to be great. We got other stuff to talk about, too. Champions League's coming up, too. That's going to be Oh, yeah. It's coming right back. Woo! Manchester City, go get one. (laughs) Ha-ha, just kidding. Might be our last chance. All right, folks, we'll see you on Monday.